gonna do this all day. We're in the end game now. Welcome back to the Weekly Bugle Podcast. Ron, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. Yo, 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 I'm your other host, Jeff. I like the yo, 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 yo. Thank you. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll do that again. But um, Yeah, that was, that was pretty tight. Keep, keep going. I didn't mean Are to different. take you off. No, 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 that's cool. I like that. Um, so this episode is going to be different than anything else we've ever done. I know I say this every time, yeah. but this time it's going to be different because we're going to mix our Marvel and our DC. Uh, we, we got lucky this week at the an Avengers in-game kind of minute little teaser and a Joker trailer. So we're going to kind of jump right into the Joker trailer and I'm going to throw the mic your way, Jess. Uh, what'd you like about the trailer? What, what, what stood out? So for the Joker, oh, what do you want to talk about? Okay. Yeah. So this isn't going to be a trailer breakdown for the two. We're mostly just going to be discussing it. However, I couldn't help myself. I still wanted to analyze some bits in the trailer. So we'll talk about our overall feelings of both trailers and um, maybe some parts that we noticed in there as well, because I know we briefly talked about it for a minute, Tyler. You are a little yeah. bit indifferent on the Joker trailer. You weren't feeling it as yes, much? Yes, I am. Well, that's okay, because I freaking love this trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. And I guess I will... Well, I don't know. Is there any reason why maybe you're a little bit meh on it? Um, it, it, it I think I, meh is a great word, because I was, I was a little indifferent, I guess, because... I'm not walking into this expecting Heath Ledger, but I don't understand is like in this movie is Joker, the anti-hero. Is he a villain? What's going on? I've read that he is, um, they're going away from the Jack Napier storyline. They're getting a different uh, name in the movie. So it's, it's, there's just so many things that kind of uninterest me or make me uninterested, I guess is a better way of saying it. Hmm, Okay. It's, it's not getting me going. I got you. See, for me, that's kind of what makes me excited in a weird way is there's like so much mystery around it and it's so unique because, yeah, this is supposed to be, you know, Batman's not going to be in this, in this Joker movie and it'll just be a solo outing. It'll be a different take on his origin story. So, yeah, it's very different. And, but that intrigues me. I'm really excited to see where they go with it. And this trailer, made me feel that more because I don't know it's it made me feel sort of sympathetic towards Arthur Fleck is the Joker's like real name in this yeah name in this yeah so yeah it made me feel bad for him at times you know it made me feel like I don't know I didn't see like a menacing evil Joker in this trailer but I still got a very eerie vibe from him and I really liked that we really didn't get that kind of creepiness tone till the end of the trailer and it was a pretty decent trailer for like two and a half minutes where he just it was pretty hefty because you no, figured you're the right, next trailer we're talking about for avengers was um a minute like barely like a minute one a minute yeah but, um yeah i'm really interested to see where this joker takes place because yeah i really don't know what they're doing with it yet <clears throat> so yeah, there's there's a lot of ways it could go, but I think it'll be really fun. And it's supposed to be a one-off, like just this one. It's not like setting up for a trilogy. Although if, if it does as well as I'm assuming it will, it may. I wonder if they'll come back for a sequel. But maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I um I did see, kind of read somewhere, 
that um in the trailer you know the uh, little kid that he's putting his fingers in the mouth and making a smile very creepy um it's not i heard that's bruce but i think Wayne. that's a pretty strong theory and that was one thing that i wanted to talk about as well so i think that segues us perfect into talking about about oh. the trailer in general which is perfect the main transition. thing we're supposed to do anyway um yeah so the scene we're talking about is where arthur fleck shows up at somebody's place with like just a red clown nose and yeah he puts his thumbs into this kid's mouth to like make him smile and the theory is that that's bruce wayne and i think that's a good theory just because first off we know thomas wayne is in this movie so there will be a character playing thomas wayne or a person playing thomas wayne and when you looked at this scene with the child uh arthur fleck is reaching through a gate which looks a lot like the gate to wayne manor and there's even kind of like the stone around so it looks like a very open it looks like it's leading to a manor of some court of some case so i think that very well could be bruce wayne and we see him in a couple spots in the trailer i think there was another one but i think that was the most notable notable yeah so i think we'll see him the a kid. couple times but when i first saw that I, it gave me bruce wayne vibes just the way that he's dressed too so that'll be interesting just a little kid bruce wayne and wonder if we'll see martha wayne because thomas wayne well, isn't dead so i don't know if they're just veering the whole batman we'll see side quest in general so here's here's an issue then so if that takes place you know during the uh like while bruce wayne's a child right and the joker becomes a joker while bruce wayne's a child then i always pictured the joker and bruce wayne being the same age yeah am, me too am i wrong for thinking that now no, I don't think you're wrong for that. I think this may just be what they're going for, a different take, maybe explaining why Batman's not in this necessarily. I mean, Gotham's kind of doing the same thing. You know, they've got all these Batman villains, and Batman's just a kid in it. I know they're making him Batman now, but yeah, you're looking at maybe what, like, a, Joaquin Phoenix is, what, like 30, and Bruce Wayne is yeah, looking like 10. Yeah, e easily. It's like a 20-year difference. I mean, you you could still maybe the age gap may not be too bad, like it'd be like Spider Man and the Vulture, but maybe not even that drastic. But even in the comics, you have to remember like the Vulture is super old compared to Spider Man. Well, yeah, but I even mean just the movie. I mean, that's still. I'm just saying we could see it wouldn't be weird necessarily to see a hero and a villain fighting that are where the villains may be older. But I think no, I no, think, I, I know what you're saying that this is a very different take on the Joker especially in contrast yeah. to what we know from Batman. And this could almost be like a what if story is kind of what I'm getting at is what if Martha and Thomas Wayne weren't shot in that alley and we see them like Bruce Wayne grow up normally, you know, without a Batman. So you're saying this is going to, you're kind of leading this towards flashpoint. Mm -hmm. This is going to be like a flashpoint Joker. No, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that. And plus flashpoint Joker, I think was a woman. Yes, it was Martha. Yeah, Martha Wayne became the Joker. I'm just saying this is, I think, a very original take that I don't think it's going to draw from the comics much, you know, at all. If aside any. from like the names and maybe environment. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on the comics very much for this. In fact, it seems to take more cues from other things, like the Joker's getup and the like, his suit and everything at the end. It, to me, that reminds me a lot of like the Cesar Romero Joker from like the old Adam West Batman's. I okay. think he's dressed more like that. It just seems very different. 
especially when Batman's not around. But I like that. I like seeing where this could go, where we could get some different takes on the Joker. Let me plug real quick, because have you seen our Facebook page, The Weekly Bugle? Me? Myself? Yes. How Did you see that? Um, I posted a, a, a poster of it, the poster that you posted, and it was another poster that from the Joker, but like this, basically the same image. Oh, no, I haven't. Wait, so it's the same image that I posted? Yeah, the same poster, but one of them's an animated Joker, and one of them's the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check that. So yeah, everybody, so yeah, if, if you, everybody else wants to see it, come along with me on the Weekly Bugle on that journey. Podcast, um, another another thing I wanted to say, talk about was uh, Joaquin Phoenix looks like he lost a lot Ooh, of weight. Yeah, good point. He looks. Have you seen The Machinist with Christian Bale? Yeah. For anybody listening, looks, yeah, that's seen that. Basically, Christian Bale is like super thin, and he does a lot of what Joaquin Phoenix is doing in this trailer. They they made it a point to just show. Joaquin Phoenix shirtless and doing all these weird movements with his body. So you can just really see all his bones and it's really unnerving, but yeah, it's very interesting that they decided to go that route. Cause I don't know that you need it. Of course you probably don't want like a super buff Joker, but I think, but I don't want one that's like Braille, like super frail either. I I wouldn't necessarily call him super frail, but I think, so here's one thing that I noticed in this trailer is I, it's, there seems to be a lot of, poor and rich contrast and um yes. especially like on that train scene where he gets beat up by those guys in suits and you know he's work and he's sitting there laughing yeah and we see arthur fleck you know on the streets a lot he's not living in a super great place he's just with his mom so we see that he's on the outs and um so yeah after we see him getting beat up by the guys on the train that are in the suits. And then we see him on the streets and all that. So I think there's a lot of, yeah, basically rich and poor contrast and maybe the poor theme that they're going for. The reason he's so thin is to maybe enforce that more to show that he's not able to eat a whole lot. So we could maybe see him rise through the ranks in some way, you know, going from nothing to something as uh, we even see him, you know, getting on that talk show at the end, which is another thing we can talk about as well. Um, So let me go to another point. So one thing I noticed was Arkham Asylum seems to be making an appearance. The reason I say maybe is because it's not Arkham Asylum that he's visiting. It's Arkham State Hospital. So he's not, I don't know that he's technically in Arkham Asylum or if it's renamed or what the case is. I I would assume that there's, the state hospital and then the asylum and they're separate yeah so what i'm thinking maybe is we see a lot of themes about arthur's mother i wonder if maybe she gets sick and has to go to the hospital and that's why he's there so much um yeah when i was reading online it talked about arthur's mother's health failing and uh so i think that is a point they're going to bring up about his mother's health yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that as well. And that may be a reason why he starts to, you know, push to become, push to rise through the ranks, essentially, is if he's needing to get money to help her, then yeah. he may go all out and start doing some pretty crazy, terrible crazy things. Shit. Yeah. And uh, at one point in the trailer, when we, at, towards the end, you know, when we see him in his red suit, I'll just call it the red suit for, for now. I know there's probably better things to call it. Therefore, but, yeah. um, 
but yeah, when he's like full Joker, we see him walking through a hallway with flowers in his hand. And I am assuming that might be for his mother. I didn't know who else that could be for. We see the um, love interest in this movie for just like a brief second. And that's going to be uh, Zazie Beetz. You remember her? Yeah. She played Domino in Domino. Deadpool. Yep. So she's supposed to be like a single mother slash love interest. I wouldn't go so far as to say girlfriend because I don't know if that's the case. She might just be somebody that Arthur wants to be with. I don't know if maybe she's reciprocating. We'll see how that plays out. But I thought it'd be good to mention her. But yeah, I thought maybe he was bringing her flowers. But then I thought, well, maybe maybe it'd be more likely that he's bringing his mother flowers as he has more money and can visit. I don't know. But I thought that was just an interesting scene, specifically that he's walking through with flowers. But um, or Or his mother could die. I don't know. But... We see a lot of shots of Arthur sitting alone in, in the apartment, you know, pretty sad. A lot of times that's where we see him, you know, where we can see his body, you know, and all his bones and everything. So it seems like there's that little bit of contrast where he's very happy and, you know, playful with his mother. And then he's alone. And he's very sad. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. Who do you think Robert De Niro's playing? Because he's in this also. Yeah, I don't think that he's like a specific character from the comics. Okay. I could be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, he's just a talk show host of some mm. form. I don't know what that necessarily could be. I don't know if you know, we later see Thomas Wayne on the news or talk not. Show. Yeah, he seems like he's on a talk show. So I wonder if maybe De Niro is the one interviewing him on that talk show. So this could be something okay. Arthur watches quite a bit. Uh, we see Arthur as the Joker go on to this talk show. So maybe that's just like an aspiration of him. Maybe they bring on comedians because we see comedians being a pretty big emphasis big, here too. Yeah. Which <clears throat> is something from the comics. Um, I think Killing Joke, that comic book made, uh, I think that's where this movie is drawing a little bit from, or at least for this particular origin, because in that the Joker starts off as a comedian and you know he's trying to like take care of his wife and and all yep. that and he's not making enough money so i think they might be slightly pulling from that so he may not he might be a struggling comedian which makes sense because it sounds like arthur fleck when he's talking about his mother you know saying like always put a smile on and entertain people that seems to be his mission so it makes sense for him to do comedy i imagine he's not a very good comedian i actually took a picture of the of his joke notes. Let me see if I can pull okay. that up. So I'll, I'll read what he wrote in case anyone wasn't able to miss uh, read it. Because it went pretty quick. So the, the first one, I don't know what he wrote because his hand is in the way. It says, why did the old, and then it's blocked, insomnia. Why did the old something something insomnia have to sleep with? I don't know what it is. I wonder if maybe why did the old man have insomnia? So he wouldn't have to sleep with his wife or something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's going with. So that's probably like his comedic jokes. He's very much like a why did the chicken cross the road kind of joke guy. Because here's the other one. Um, why are poor people confused? Because they don't have any sense. And that's that's a joke that he wrote. Yeah, uh, see, nobody likes those kind of jokes. Yeah, it's, I are, can't yeah, imagine that he's doing very good. Um, another one you can't really read as much. 
what did the uh yeah i can't even read that uh the last part is and this is what you see him writing in like really terrible handwriting which is interesting i really i need to analyze that more but basically what he wrote is the worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't so which is not really a joke it's not a joke yeah it's just more serious but it is odd that he writes that last bit in such childish handwriting yeah so like very different from where he was like what his original handwriting was so i don't know if maybe that's him you know losing it a little bit but, um, I got another. Uh, I got. I got a little thing I want to throw at you. I don't know if you caught that. At the beginning of the trailer, doesn't he kind of like go up the stairs, right? Like he's walking up the stairs. Right. Right. Yeah. That very long staircase outside. Yeah. And then at the end of the trailer, he's like kind of stumbling down the stairs. We also see him dancing on those stairs. Yeah, dancing down the stairs. Essentially, I guess. Oh, okay. Is that what you meant by like when you said the stumbling? Say that those, one more time. When you said he was stumbling down the stairs, yeah. So because I noticed him can... like kind of stumbling up the stairs, and then later he was dancing like on the middle of the stairs. Are we, yeah, is that what you mean? Okay. So do you think that could be like an indication of the rise and fall of him? Yeah, absolutely. I think we see a couple of things like that, and I think that is the most notable one. That was one that I want to talk about too. So yeah, basically that is we see him. Yeah, very sad going up those stairs, and then, yeah, he's dancing. We see him return to a lot of places that he's been, and I think he's... uh, Where was the other one? Yeah, so we see him get beat up on the train, and then we later see him come back, you know, as full Joker, you know, setting some sort of assault on the train. You know, we see him dancing on those stairs where he was originally sad. So it seems like, yeah, two totally different people, and I think they're trying to do that with the cinematography is show these... Yeah, the the changes in the Joker and maybe him, uh, maybe beating or overcoming, you know, these struggles that he's been having. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Let me see if there's anything else. Were there anything else you wanted to note before I move on to another note? No, no, that was it. That's the only thing I like thought was of interest. Okay. Um, his his laughs are kind of interesting. So the the, the first one the first one is kind of weird where he's sitting in the comedy show. Yeah. And I don't think that's his legitimate laugh. The best I can get from that scene is maybe he's... So one, he could just be trying out different laughs. One, I think it might be like a fake pity laugh if there's a comedian up there who's also struggling. Because nobody else behind him is laughing. Nobody else that's sitting in the audience behind Arthur is laughing. Except for him. So it seems kind of awkward. So maybe he's just trying to be supportive. Um... I like his laugh later when he's on the train. That seems a little bit cooler. Did when you like the laugh? When, yeah, when, when he's, he's getting, getting his ass beat and he's and yeah. he's laughing. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that laugh. One thing I did like is that his laugh, it's reminded me of like a Heath Ledger, because I think Heath Ledger has had the best Joker laugh. Better than like, Mark Hamill? Better than Mark Hamill, yeah. Ooh, that's that's tough talk, dude. And um Especially like when the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, is getting beat up by Batman when he's being interrogated. Right. I think that's the best laugh, the Joker, I, the best Joker laugh I've ever heard. It's more realistic. I, I like that. I think Hamill still has the most iconic laugh, I would say, to me. But um, Heath Ledger absolutely did a great job, never knocking Heath Ledger's Joker. I, I really like that. And I kind of like 
Joaquin Phoenix's Joker laugh. Maybe in the middle a little bit. It's definitely not a Mark Hamill type laugh. It's pretty realistic, his Joker laugh. You know, it's not over the top. It's not forced, which I like because I think you can... One of the hardest parts, I think, about being the Joker is forcing it and overdoing it. Yeah, overcompensating. Yes. So, which I think was why the Suicide Squad Joker kind of fell victim. I think that one was a little bit... Ah, ah. Ah, ah. I hated that laugh. Just the, yeah, I feel so bad for Jared Leto. I think he's a good actor. I think that was. That was no, a, he's a great actor. He just kind of got screwed. Bad timing, for sure. Yeah. So, let's see. Yeah, I th- we talked a little bit about him forcing a smile with hands, um, you know, to, to Bruce Wayne. I imagine we'll see that a few times, because I think maybe whenever... Arthur Fleck is sad or not feeling happy. I think that's maybe his way of forcing a smile. Because we see him doing little kids' fake mouths. Yeah, but he he does it to himself too. At one point, you're right. Yep, I forgot about that. And when he you know releases his thumbs from his mouth, he's still very very sad. Mm-hmm. So, I that's what makes me think that's just his way of, I guess, forcing some happiness. You know, put a smile on. That seems to be his like motif is that the right way to use that motif uh, i don't know what motif means so i guess I'm, I'm pulling it out of my ass i'm trying to sound fancy it's his thing so um, fancy <laughs> uh also another scene that was interesting to me was the so we talked about the poster of him you know standing with his hands in the air and i think in the trailer that's the scene in where he's in a bathroom and he's looking at himself in the mirror almost like he's about to take a bow Mm-hmm. And that scene is interesting to me because I can't tell exactly what's going on in there. Do you recognize the scene that I'm talking about? I I, I know what you're talking about, but I think that's kind of like, I hate to say it, but like maybe a callback to like uh, the machinist. Is it the machinist with Christian Bale? Yeah, like, machinist. You know how some, you know how some movies pay, pay, pay not or give tribute to that? And I think that's just a scene where they do that. It it very well could be, and I've seen other people. There's apparently a Robert De Niro movie that's very similar, where like De Niro's a comedian or something. I haven't seen it, so I'm not too familiar. But um, it could be very much just paying homage to that. But in the scene yeah, itself, I'm looking for homage. it's just different because he looks to be wearing the same clothes that he was in when he got beat up on the train. Yeah, and so you can almost see like a bit of a timeline there because he was wearing like that weird wig, like that clown wig. That green on wig the, that sits on the back of his head. Yeah, and then he gets beat up, and then so he must have ended up in this bathroom after that, I'm assuming. And he has blood on his face, like kind of down by his lip, which I believe was when he got punched. But yeah, I don't know if he's just building himself up and kind of performing in front of this mirror to like hype himself. It also feels kind of eerie and like the blood and like the disheveled bathroom. It makes me wonder if maybe he killed someone in there. And maybe that mm. kind of starts him off because we know that he's going to turn into the joker eventually yeah. and it seems like he's causing some mayhem on that train so i wonder uh, yeah maybe off but it makes me that scene itself just seems so dark that maybe that's the a transformation is beginning there and um let's see uh let's talk a little bit about thomas wayne just in okay. general so thomas wayne is on that talk show and he's mentioning something about like cowards in in masks, you know, doing these crazy things. And then we get the shot of the the train 
you know, people are wearing Joker masks, and obviously the Joker's on there also wearing a Joker mask. Yeah. And he's, like, throwing it in the trash as he leaves. So I don't know if you recall, but we saw some set video from that, like, last year when they filmed that train scene. And I believe that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. And uh, I believe Thomas Wayne is on that train. And I want to say, from what I can remember, I don't know if he was getting, like, beaten up on the ground or if he was just, like, part of, you know, like, just in the middle of it. But I believe he was there. So that's probably what he's referring to is whatever happened on that train. But I remember seeing the Joker just, like, throw, take his mask off and, like, walk away laughing. So it's... What I can assume is maybe he's must have like a gang that he's got together, or maybe not even like a gang, but just like a following of people that are willing to do hard to die, not die for him, but willing to do his mischief and stuff. Yeah, cause mayhem. Yeah. It, it may be that we're seeing him as like the the figure for the poor. Is maybe he's their go to because you see like these Thomas Waynes and like these different mayors and things that are you know suits. They're rich people, so maybe the Joker is there. You know, he speaks for the little guys, essentially. So, oh, like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, but in a way more maniacal, terrible way. So, that's what I'm assuming is going on there. Maybe that's why he has a little bit of a following. Also, on the train and the trailer, we see what looks like normal people with, like, the Joker masks on. And then we see guys in, like, suits again walking through. And they're the guys with the guns. So... I don't know that I, I'm assuming they're like the clown guys are causing some sort of trouble and the guys in the suits show up to, you know, I guess handle it in probably a poor way if they're bringing guns. So I think we're going to see a lot of the rich and poor play in here. And I'm assuming that, and the reason I say maybe he's like the Joker is a figurehead for the poor is that he does end up on that talk show with De Niro. And it looks like he's invited because the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, man, the Joker's like, you know, breaking in. Yeah, exactly. He's doing like a like like a prestige. Yeah. Or yeah, not everyone's seen the prestige. So I'll keep going. But yeah. Yeah. Joker type shit. So and the reason I say that is like the people next to the Joker, because he's like just dancing there as the curtains are open. But the people like the behind the scenes managers behind the curtain seem to just be kind of choreographing things. They're not necessarily scared or worried. So he must be in some good standing or popularity if he's going to be invited onto a talk show of some kind. Maybe he's even set up to where he can do some comedy, so maybe we'll see some more Joker. God, I hope we don't see any more... I hope we don't see any more Joker jokes. Yeah, that's probably terrible. Listen to what you said about the first one. Are the reading off what you read? God, I hope not. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a good comedian, and he's not in the comics either. So, but I feel bad for the Joker because he's trying to like he's trying to make people happy. He's trying to do right in the beginning, and he's constantly, you know, we see those people steal his sign in the like beginning, and they like smack him in the face with him, beat him up, and then they he gets beat yep. up on the train. So I feel really bad for him. Because he doesn't seem like a crazy person right there. I think he's struggling because if he's writing jokes about having mental illness, we can assume that he has one and is aware of it at the beginning. Yeah, that's a very good assumption. And um, so another thing, too, is why is the Joker at Wayne Manor, if that is indeed Wayne Manor? So 
he must have some sort of eye on uh, on Thomas Wayne. I think Thomas Wayne will be somewhat important, or at least in the Joker's eyes. I don't know what that'll be yet. I still think maybe they'll go head to head as maybe like figureheads. Maybe not. I don't yeah. think the Joker's going to run for mayor necessarily, but he may try to like overthrow or take control in whatever way he can. So, yeah, I think we'll see Thomas Wayne quite a bit. It is pretty creepy that he's showing up at Thomas Wayne's place and talking to Thomas Wayne and putting his thumbs in his mouth. So Bruce's mouth, yeah, that 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 really like that was. I think that was by far the most creepiest thing that he did, other than like getting his ass kicked and laughing about it. But I feel like that'd be a typical Joker thing to like get beat up and laugh about it. Yeah, it's that was. Yeah, definitely a Joker thing. And the, in general, putting his thumbs in the mouth of the, of the kid is creepy. To me, the scene that kind of creeped me out the most, though, was just the ending of seeing the Joker just with that little like side smirk that he had going. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I thought that was such a great way to end the trailer. Because it wasn't much. When you think of the Joker, you expect like this over-the-top, very big, maniacal grin. But yeah, this was just a small little devious grin and you're like he's up to some shit for sure so and i don't think we've seen a whole lot from the trailer honestly yeah i don't think they revealed a whole lot which i appreciate because it seems like we're seeing a lot of arthur fleck in this and just his rise to being the joker a little bit not necessarily why we just see him dye his hair and suddenly he's you know this badass joker with a suit so I'm interested to see what switches that over. So, and he's still doing. So, anything. are you? I'll go for it. Are you happy with the Joaquin Phoenix hiring? Um, I wasn't at first, just because I'm just him as a person. He seems too much of like a wild card, so he makes yeah. me nervous a little bit. But um, I'm if I think he would stick with it. I think if he's you know set himself to do this, he, so far he seems good. I think something long-term, like a big continuity, like if he joined Marvel, I would be a little bit nervous because I feel like he might be like another Edward Norton and where he's like trying to he get like, gets a little bit too ego. See, I don't, I feel the opposite. I think sometimes he gets too eccentric and weird. Like any day, Joaquin Phoenix could just be like, I'm done acting. He could be a Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, and just quit. Absolutely. So that does make me nervous. And I think that's why... I think he himself said that he is put off by like the long continuity deals. And I think he's been approached by Marvel a couple times. Yeah. I remember he was almost Dr. Strange. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, you know, I don't know necessarily. I like Cumberbatch. So. Oh, I love Cumberbatch. So, so um, were you done with that? Because it's not, that's a great transition for the Avengers minute teaser. Um, I guess so. I, uh, yeah, I guess we can go on to Avengers. I'm just super stoked on the Joker. That like caught me off guard, and I really love that. Yeah. I'm really anticipating it. I know you want to jump into Avengers, and I know everybody oh, else yeah. is super hyped about Avengers. I am too. I just want to give Joker some love because, damn, I am so excited for that movie after this trailer. So, good work, Joker. Let's. Um, but yeah. So hey, wait before you before you, who's directing it? Do you know? Uh, Todd Phillips. He did like the the Hangover. I knew movies. you know. So that's 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 weird to go from comedy to 
something like she that. She seems a lot more comedic, but he seems to be doing a really good job. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah, let's move on to the uh to Avengers. So before we get to get started, I um I told you that I had a little bomb I was gonna drop on you about the Avengers. All right. Right. All right. So this is gonna combine all of our trailers that we've seen, including this teaser. You know that the two trailers, Kevin Feige said that that's about 15 to 20 minutes of the first first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. God, I hope so. Because that would so, be great. Okay, oh, keep going. No, no, no. So that what that means, like, there's only, I think, I could only think of two options that could be. That can be option A, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, they go, they stomp Thanos, kick his ass, and they spend the rest of the movie trying to reverse the effects of the uh, snap. Other than that, you know, they go, they go fight them, they lose again, and then they regroup and try to address the situation, and then uh, that leads to another showdown. Because I, I don't feel like, I feel like fighting Thanos right off the back is going to leave you anti, especially winning. No, no, excuse me, winning and beating Thanos right off the back is really anticlimactic, and it's going to leave you kind of like dragging the rest of the movie. Yeah, I think if they fight Thanos early, which it seems like they will, based on the trailers, I don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to get their. I think they're going to get that ass slapped for sure. They are not going to make it out of there. I think, yeah, it's it's not. They're not going to win. It's going to be quite a bit, especially if this is early, and you know, let's say like the first fifteen twenty minutes or whatever, first thirty minutes, then. I don't know. That that seems pretty quick. I mean, maybe this is all. All these trailers are more linear than I had expected. Because I thought maybe we were seeing some yeah. time travel. And I mean, who knows? There there could be plenty of background trickery going on. It seems so crazy to think that that would be the first fifteen to twenty minutes because it seems like we've seen so many different locations, and now we're talking about a pretty big fight sequence approaching. Yes, and you know, including uh, Thor. Uh, Cap, Iron Man's comeback, Nebula, Rocket, yeah. War Machine, Hawkeye, and and um, okay, that's another point. But that does that does leave you like it leaves you with uh so many questions. If that's the if if Kevin Feige is telling the truth and that is the first fifteen to twenty minutes of the movie, yeah, that's that just seems like so much from these trailers. I mean, can that really be the first fifteen to twenty minutes? I mean, it, it could because look at the last one. The last one started off, boom, you killed Heimdall and Loki in the first 10 minutes. That's true, but think of just all the different locations that we have because we've got all this Avengers HQ stuff. We've got Ronan and Hawkeye. We've got this fight with Thanos. We've got Iron Man flying in New York and like shaking hands with Cap. It just seems like so much in 15 to 20 minutes. They must be kind of like cherry-picking beyond that, yeah i would assume i mean even if we're saying that this is like the first hour of the of the movie that's still a lot of movie left because this is confirmed to be three hours three hours and three minutes yep for a movie so damn and if this is only the first 15 to 20 minutes that's so much new footage but even it, yeah even if it's just in the first hour that's cool too because that's so much still left to be a secret i can't believe how they're keeping all of this under wraps we know so little about this movie and we've had three trailers and but i think i think that's what makes it so much better because 
there is nothing known about it. Dude, I am so excited for this freaking movie. And yeah, we don't know anything really about Wait, are you more excited for this one or are you more excited for Joker? Oh, absolutely Endgame. Absolutely okay, good Endgame. answer. But in the if moment, you, if you Joker is, if, you know, spoiler. If you would have said Joker, we would have canceled the podcast <laughs> and this would have been the last episode. But Joker was good. It caught me off guard. So, it, you know, respect where it's due. But Avengers, absolutely. I mean, this is... I, I was always nervous in the old, like, leading up to, like, Infinity War and Endgame that yeah. they built up. These movies should be, like some serious like home runs they should be like grand slams like they should be insane and we've seen things like justice league that maybe drop the ball and they're not as good as they should be and so this is exactly what we were hoping and expecting for and apparently i think there's been some early screenings that are apparently yeah early very good i i read that they uh some of the um disney stockholders got to see the um bits of the film not all of it but bits and parts, and they were thoroughly impressed. proud. They were very happy, impressed. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, that's man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it sounds. I don't think this movie is going to be bad. I think it's going to be good. I think maybe the ending is going to be the trickiest part. See how it sticks the landing. But yeah, if yeah, first fifteen to twenty minutes. I'm just excited. It's so rare, I think, to go into a movie and not have already seen so much of the story in the trailers. Because how many times have you been watching a trailer and you're like, cool, I don't need to see that now because the trailer just showed me the whole plot line. So I have a buddy who doesn't watch trailers, right? Yeah. And I think that's the, the craziest thing that's not tough. to watch a trailer. Yeah, I can do it. Um, but he he enjoys walking into the movie and not knowing anything. And I enjoy that too. But I also can't... That man must have some really good restraint, or he's just yeah. not as, or he's he's a little bit more indifferent than we are about these movies. Because if I wake up in the morning and I see that Avengers trailer just dropped, my like adrenaline just bumped like I just took like two cups of coffee, and you know I'm already on that trailer. Probably watched it like three or four times. Like it, it, there's no way I could resist it. And well, go ahead. I was going to say, let's get back to the trailer because we're talking about – we're getting a little <laughs> – our excitement about the movie. It's okay. I, I like feeling this excited. It's <laughs> – um, Something that I noticed and I had – and somebody else pointed out to me was uh, when Hawkeye's in the tunnels fighting uh, and there's all those explosions, right. what it looks like he's fighting are those uh, little creatures from oh, the end of – The Outriders. Yes. Yeah, that came out um, in I think a, a 3D trailer. Like a separate yeah. trailer where they hadn't digitally removed them, so um, yeah. So you um, Outriders, they can. Um, I read that uh, the, there's possible two different possibilities on them. Also, they could be there, like gathering information, being a Thanos spy, or they could be like reading people's minds. That's what they had the ability to do. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I know they have those powers in the comics. Yeah, I don't think that they'll be that prominent in this movie. They could be. That just seems like a lot to add on in this one, especially since they seem so mindless in everything else or in, in yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, just running and getting and dying. Yeah, they're just cannon fodder in that. Like they have no no brain. They're not like purposefully flanking or anything. They're just running towards the opening and slashing. So it would be odd to see them smart, but maybe they could. 
I want to say that back before Infinity War, there was a leak or like a toy that showed the Outrider leader. And I can't remember his name, but basically there was like a named leader for the Outriders. And we never saw that come to play. And yeah. there's been a lot of leaks back from Infinity War that we were like, oh, okay, I guess those were fake that just were for, from Endgame and we didn't know. Something like that being Thanos' armor and his sword, which we now know is going to be in Endgame. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if we're on that Outrider path, it is possible that maybe we do see a leader of the Outriders and maybe they have a little bit more of a role because Thanos doesn't have the Black Order anymore. So No, they're all dead. So he's got to be relying on something. And um, another thing that makes me think that is... So, uh, to prepare for this podcast, I watched like a couple YouTube channels just to kind of see what the prevailing theories and stuff are. And um, if you haven't checked them out already, New Rockstars are really good and also Emergency Awesome. I watched both of them. Um, and Post them on our Facebook page so people can go and uh, check oh, them yeah, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good too. But um, they pointed out some stuff. So, one of the – so, we won't like take everything, like all of their ideas, but I just want to mention well, like, one. Well, I, I think ours are a little bit different. Like, I'm not fully on, like, everything that they're saying. So, also, I want us to have our own ideas, too. No, I'm taking everybody's ideas and claiming Damn. them. Damn. Well, don't tell Straight anyone. We, we just won't tell anyone anymore. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on one of the ships in space, it seems like there's some red lights in the middle. I, it, this is, I only know this because of the, like, breakdown that I saw. But yeah, one of the ships in space, you know, one of the ones that's like Thanos' fleet, has some red lights in the center of it. And it looks like they are very similar to the ones that Hawkeye is running through in those tunnels. So one of the theories is that he could be, you know, taking out something in that ship, especially if there are Outriders in there. You got to wonder where he could be that Outriders would also be. And I know there's the idea also that after the fight and, you know, the snapping and all that, a decimation, sorry. Once that happens, you know, where do the Outriders go? All the surviving ones? Because we never saw that. We can assume that half of them died too. But there could be quite a few of them still on Earth. So maybe Hawkeye is wiping them out. But it seems more tactical, I would say. He must be tactically going after something. Because it almost seems like an engine room or... Yeah. I mean, there's the water. I don't know where it is exactly, but I thought that was a neat theory. And yeah, the the Outriders playing a role again would be interesting. And uh, I've been talking for a minute. So do you have anything to add, Tyler? Before I no, no, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna move on. But yeah, go ahead and transition. So while we're talking about Thanos and him, you know, needing more of an army, or basically what my point is is that he's maybe in a weaker state. So one, we've seen, you know, his arm burned pretty much, and we don't know how strong the gauntlet is but um and that's just a theory but we see thanos so in the infinity war he's wearing the armor and he takes off the armor once he gets the space stone i believe is the one on in the in the ship with thor uh it doesn't matter but he gets that stone and he feels so powerful now that he takes the armor off doesn't need it now we see him in this trailer with his armor on, and he has a sword, which to me says that in Thanos' mind, he's not that powerful to where now he needs 
he needs that extra extra power. So one of those things could be that he's you know still he's definitely still very strong. We know that for a fact. But he is going up against Thor. We know Thor is at that fight, so maybe he's a little bit nervous going up against Stormbreaker because Stormbreaker ate that whole shot from the from the gauntlet by itself and still stabbed Thanos. So yeah, still went straight through like a boss. Yeah. But it could also just be more symbolic of Thanos putting on the armor because he's not as confident in the gauntlet being what he needs it to be at this moment. And the sword, too. It, it tells me that he's ready for, you know, like a hand-to-hand showdown, basically. So, which is interesting. Another point with that is that when Thanos is beamed down in the trailer, you know, when he arrives, he's not using the Space Stone to do it. Which is odd. He's being beamed down from like a Q ship. A ship, yes, I noticed that too. So, which is weird because if he he should just be able to use the space stone, you know, willy nilly, like boom, I'm there, and teleport almost. But he's relying on the Q ship to send him down, which is interesting. So, just leads me to believe that maybe the gauntlet isn't as like it, it may be noticeably weaker after he uses it to to snap everyone away. Uh, do you? What do you think, Tyler? That's something I didn't notice about him using it, it being from a ship. I didn't notice it because when he teleports, it's kind of like a cloud that he walks in and out of, right? In Infinity War, so that's a good catch. I don't. Uh, so good job there. Uh, it was the YouTube uh, again. Oh no! It was your. It was all you. Okay. Yeah. Edit out um, the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so that's a great catch. Um, you had another question. I forgot. I've just kind of. Oh, I was just. Um, I guess I was basically asking. Do you think Thanos is in a weaker state now, or do you think he's just going a full force on them? No, I don't think that he was in a uh, in a weaker state because when he teleported out of Infinity War after Thor's hammer went through him or axe whatever, it uh, it healed him. You, if you go back and look, you can see like it kind of rejuvenating him as he teleported out. So I don't think he's in a weaker state right now. I think Thanos is as strong. Now, the gauntlet is fried. Gauntlet's donezo. You think he can't use the gauntlet at all? I don't know at all, but I think it's just, I think it's fried. I don't think using the gauntlet would be the the easiest. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just because I would think the Space Stone itself, I mean, it may not be anything of note he's maybe like oh i'm right next to the q ship teleport i'll just go down in it i can't be bothered to snap my fingers with a stone or whatever so it could be something dumb like that it could be digitally removed he may just be that's what there i was just there scared no q ship. He, maybe he came through the space stone so maybe nothing but it's just interesting i would expect that the gauntlet may be yeah, weaker after the snap but i would still expect him to be able to use them i mean these are like stones that were you know, created with the with the universe and all that. So I would expect them to hold up pretty well. But yeah, so Thanos is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, another question I have for you is, where do you think they're fighting? Um, I've heard it was called Titan 2. Titan 2? So I think that's like his farm, where he's got his farm now? Yeah, I think it's going to be there. Interesting. Um, so I've heard Titan 2, and I've also heard avengers headquarters right like he goes to earth and meets them and he destroys headquarters and uh headquarters and the hangar is two different like parts 
So when they're walking in their with their quantum armor, uh, they're walking through the hangar, and that's not destroyed. That would be interesting too. So that would make sense. I also saw. We'll just mention it as a theory. I don't know how logic or like realistic it is, but people are saying that this could be like an alternate timeline where during the Avengers fight in New York when Iron Man throws the nuke up in the space. Okay. This could be an alternate universe where he's not able to do that and the nuke hits New York. So we see the like devastation oh. fighting in New York and Thanos has come down to like basically after all that devastation. I don't know that I that I'm fully with that one. Pretty neat idea though. That would be pretty wicked to see. That would that'd be very interesting. But um yeah, I think more than likely, I think Titan 2 and Avengers Headquarters are the best ideas. When we did our trailer breakdown uh, previously, I had wanted to say that that was Avengers Headquarters, but I was kind of reluctant just because it didn't seem to make much sense with all the given information. And it still doesn't necessarily. But no. what to me, what makes me think that is that whole Ant-Man scene, you know, where he's small and he's bouncing around, he's jumping off of like, pencil erasers and yeah desk so you got to think where would that be and avengers headquarters makes the most sense especially with all of them there so and we've seen them kind of gearing up like they're about to fight you know with like ant-man putting on his helmet and war machine putting on his helmet at the same time so yeah i don't know avengers headquarters would be interesting i don't know why thanos would come down to them though um uh, he could come down because he heard they were, you know, getting ready to come after him. And he kind of wanted to, like, surprise them. That's true, yeah. If he feels like they're a threat and he wants to get, like, a tactical advantage on them. That could be it. I like the Titan Two idea of him, of them, you know, basically just throwing a Hail Mary and trying to fight Thanos over there. It, it still just doesn't look like Titan Two to me. I don't know. I'm yeah. just hung up on like the office stuff because Thanos isn't sitting there with like pencils and paper and stuff. I don't think, but uh, I guess he could snap whatever he wants into existence. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah, especially if this first few minutes of the movie, something's gonna happen pretty early on, and I don't think Avengers are gonna win that fight. No, you don't think so? No, I think it's gonna have to set them in motion to where they get probably more desperate beyond that i mean we have heard that there's going to be a much bigger threat than thanos so which i mean we got like what two hours after this movie to see i don't know if thanos is going to be the antagonist the whole time maybe somebody else appears that can make that struggle a little bit more because maybe if you take out thanos maybe somebody else is there to pick up the pieces i don't know this is this is big hypothesizing because I don't have a damn clue, but it no, I don't that either. In the synopsis, so I mean that's just like the summary of the movie. So I don't know what that greater threat could be, and I think we're going to be talking about what that could be up until the movie actually shows up. So we could get a pretty cool surprise from that, or it could just be our hopes getting bigger than they need to be. Yeah. Um. So here's another thing that uh I wanted to bring up. Um, is, do you think that, uh, um, when Tony and Steve are talking to each other and Tony said, you know, do you trust me? And Cap says, I do. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I heard this is digitally altered. It looks like the um, the Nomad outfit, but it's actually it's going to be the New York outfit. So it's going to be oh, it's going to be New York cap with present day Tony. I had seen that theory too, and I like that idea because we see Tony in what looks to me like the uniform from the set photos of them in New York when Cap is yes. in his in his old Cap uniform. So I wouldn't be surprised in that case. Plus, we know when Tony's saying, do you trust me, Cap doesn't look super friendly there. He seems like more confused or not entirely trustworthy. I don't know. It could be interesting to see if... I think it's a good theory, basically. I don't know how hard that would be to digitally change like outfits that way. I mean, he's just standing still, so maybe it's not a big alteration. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that hard. I don't think it'd be that hard to cut that outfit off. Or, you know, maybe they filmed that scene twice, once with the New York and once without the New York to, uh, to with the Nomad outfit just to kind of throw everybody off and then release the Nomad stuff just to, you know, throw everybody off. Right, yeah, it could be. Also, did you see that um, people are thinking that when he shakes hands, it's not Cap that Tony's shaking hands with, it's Ant-Man? If you go and look at it again, the suit, like where Cap is standing, the suit's red. Yeah. It looks a lot like Ant-Man's suit, weirdly enough. That, that'd be, that would be something weird. It, 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 I mean, it would make sense that maybe they're just two, you know, scenes that are just cut for the trailer in a really clever way because we know that from the set photos that we're referring to of them in New York for Avengers 1 Ant-Man is there this time he was in those photos yeah. with them so it wouldn't be a far reach that you know Tony and Ant-Man shake hands at some point and it just so happens to line up well with Cap and Tony in that point so um uh Another thing I wanted to point out, you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you you're off. Good. You, were, you're good. Another thing is, uh, so actually I'm not pointing this out, I'm kind of playing onto that. So when um, Cap and, uh, no, I just looked at the thing, it's blue. It's it, blue, there's no red. Blue? No way, I've looked at this thing a few times now. I just, I just, I'm, I just watched it, it's at the 30 second mark. Okay, let me pull but, it up again because. All right. Um, another thing that I kind of thought of, what if Cap does die when they, like, if Feige's right, and they, this is the first 15 minutes, Cap dies fighting, right? Because you see Cap looking really struggling in the trailer, you know, um, pulling his shield up on his forearm again. Right. Right? What if he dies, and they have to go back in time because Cap's the heart and soul of the Avengers. They need Cap to beat, uh, Thanos. So, that is the old school Cap. And, you know... You're fighting this big fight, and uh, Thanos is, uh, excuse me, you're fighting this big fight, so you need Cap. And, you know, Cap's not going to know why Tony looks, you know, 10 years older than he's supposed to look. Why does he have so much grays, and, you know, the armor just kind of appears around him now. So that's when, you know, that Captain America, the 2010 whatever, Avengers Captain America, 2012 actually, excuse me, Avengers uh, Captain America, is more trusting than are more Captain America right now. That is true. That would be a good way to really set a crazy tone from the beginning if you kill Cap. Everyone's expecting Cap to die in this movie. 
So, you know, they did that with Iron Man in Infinity War because people thought, okay, well, either Cap or Iron Man's going to die because of the contracts. And we see Tony get stabbed by Thanos, and everyone's like, oh, shit, he's done with. But he wasn't. So they could do kind of a switcheroo here again with Cap and and do that to maybe where he dies in the beginning, and then they time travel and they meet Cap again in the future and maybe change the results. That, that also helps with what the Russo said about Cap's, you know, Chris Evans isn't done playing Captain America quite right. yet because if they ever need Cap, they can just time travel and bring him out again out of another generation. It could be. Another error. It could be. Yeah, I, the time travel stuff is still so beyond me how they're going to make it work and when they throw in the BARF technology. And yeah, it's I'm not sure how that all is going to come into play yet. And just by the way, I'm looking at that same screenshot where it could be Cap or Ant-Man. I'm sticking with Ant-Man. Like the belt looks Ant-Man to me. The like outline of the suit looks very Ant-Man. I don't know. I'm gonna go Team Ant-Man on this one if there is any kind of. I'm I'm watching. So you're you're looking at a screenshot. No, I I'm actually not, looked at, I'm the looking at the trailer video. too, and I went full screen. Oh, okay, okay. It. I did it on my TV too. It it's tough because the lighting is so dark. It looks blue. Like you have to really get like a big one of it and even now i could kind of see where maybe it is but just everything else makes me think i don't know i'm i'm gonna say it could be ant-man does this matter probably not it's just a handshake but we know ant-man's there already so it's probably not worth arguing about as we always yeah do. yeah so maybe it's, Ant-Man, maybe it's um Ant-Man. so i have one more point to, that i'd like to bring up and that is that i think um when you see all the Avengers kind of stand up and look at a corner. Yes, right? I want to talk about that too. Yeah, that big wide shot for oh. everybody that's wondering yeah. where you see everybody in the like waiting room at Avengers HQ. Um, word on the street is that is going to be Professor Hulk coming out. Like Hulk coming and combining with Bruce Banner. Do you have the same thought? I like that theory too. I was actually going to ask you who you thought that might be that they're all getting up for. And... I don't think it's a villain because they all seem to get up pretty nonchalant. You know, Hawkeye's like looking off to the side. Ant-Man's kind of doing like a doof face. He's just kind of like, what? Yeah, uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye are both really like lackadaisic in that Yeah, yeah, they're very similar. So I figure if it was like a big threat, they would not be like that. Maybe Ant-Man still, but I think everybody would be a little bit more prepared. So, And they're just chilling in Avengers HQ. So it would make sense that maybe he went on Professor Hulk and like knocked something over or whatever and they all looked around or maybe he's talking in like a Hulk voice. So it could be a really cool moment just to see, you know, everybody together. Like we've been waiting for Hulk to finally pop back up. So that would be a good moment for it. Or it could be a wide shot that they just filmed for trailer purposes because, yeah. They're fuckers. Yeah, exactly. It could just be another fun wide shot like we saw from Infinity War of the Hulk. So... Who knows? But yeah, I I think I'm on board with the Professor Hulk one because I don't think it's Captain Marvel. She might even be in there. But we know Captain Marvel pops up in a different way. I doubt it's is Nebula and Tony and Nebula are there. Um, I haven't I haven't pulled up the people that are in this scene are Hawkeye, uh, War Machine, Cap, Iron Man, Nebula. Rocket, Ant Man, and Scarlet. Oh, okay, Witch. so they are there. Because my other theory was going to be that like the the ship arrives with Iron Man and Nebula. But if they're there, yeah, I'm going to have to put my money on Professor Hulk 
There's nobody else I could think it could be. Yeah, because we saw uh, if the I I don't I don't want to think they're gonna put fake information in the movie, but at the end of Captain Marvel, you see her pop up. I, so I don't think they're gonna put fake information in the movie. Right, and I think we've heard people discuss that they've seen extended scenes or extended parts of that scene, which makes me think that that's that's a legitimate scene that's gonna show up in the movie. So yeah, I think that's legit. I don't think that's Captain Marvel. The only other thing I could think of is maybe like. You know how they can talk to like holograms of General Ross. Yeah, or maybe that. I don't know, but um, yeah, that's that's all I got. I think Professor Hulk is a safe bet, and that'd be really cool. I'd love to see Professor Hulk. Yeah, I would too. I think it is. Um, it's going to be Professor Hulk. That that's my safest bet. So, yeah, um, yeah, pretty good trailer overall for just a minute. It actually gave us quite a bit of info. More than I was expecting, because it was really just a trailer to tell us that tickets are live. Which, by the way, anyone listening to this, you really got to buy some tickets early, because they're they're probably very much sold out at this point. At least for like the opening day, like twenty fifth. You know what? You you texted me and you said, "Hey, I'm waiting in line on Fandango." Right? Fandango had a line. Can you believe that? I was like, I was like, shit, right? But I had taken off that Friday so I can go to work because I work retail for our audience that doesn't know. So I took off Friday so that I could go during the day when nobody's there because my thought process was if I go to around noon, there's not going to be many people there. If I go around noon, one, people are not going to be there because people are still in school and at work. So when I popped up around for my 12.50 showing, it, the whole theater, there was three seats taken in the entire theater. And believe it or not, they were literally in the front row. Three seats taken or left? taken i got seats like d15 and d16 okay i don't know what where where those are in relation but people people took the front row yeah why would you do that i don't is this imax like it's just a normal theater right it's just a normal theater yeah i'm not going to see it in imax okay i am like i i feel like i need to see this movie in imax of all movies last time i went to imax i was highly disappointed because somebody not going to name any names decided to Say we should go see Batman Superman in IMAX. So I went to go see Batman vs Superman, and I didn't enjoy. Okay, it. So, so he's referring to me, obviously. But Batman v Superman, you just didn't like the movie. It wasn't necessarily that you saw it in IMAX. Are you saying you're I think nervous was, that IMAX is going to ruin Avengers for you? It's possible. Everything I've seen in IMAX has been bad, no so I don't want to continue that trend. Nobody let Tyler corrupt you. Because IMAX is going to be the best way to watch this movie. You're going to get to see all these fights. Every time I go to a normal movie theater, it feels like it's too dark. It is, I don't know. It's just not, it's not quality. I want to see it in the best possible way. And I'm going to see it in IMAX. So that's fine. But yeah, Thursday showings were pretty much all taken up when I tried to get tickets for it. So I wouldn't be one of those guys that just shows up the day of to go see avengers oh man i can't get in it's full yeah for like the next few days it's broken i think it's like the number one i think it's broken a record for most sales like like pre-sale tickets so yeah it's pretty insane already because i think the other winner was the star wars or something so it's beat it out so it's it's pretty packed so yeah i wouldn't hesitate too much on that if you're wanting to see it pretty early, if you're, you know, a little bit more casual about it, not a big deal. 
And I can tell you too, when I have to see it the second showtime, so I'm not seeing the first showing, I'm going to see the second showing. I'm going to be in there. Oh, I'm going to ruin I'm going to wear you. headphones. Like I'm going to wear headphones so I don't hear people so walking grimy. out of the theater being like, oh my God, I can't believe Iron Man and Cap died. Like I don't want to hear that because people just start want to talk about it. So grimy. It is so grimy. So yeah, prepare yourselves, people. Maybe I'm a little bit too paranoid. You don't have to go as far as I am. But yeah, this is going to be a good movie. And I'm almost sad to see like what it's going to be like. It's not going to be as exciting after the movie. You know, we don't have like an end game to look forward to. Yeah. I think this one, it should end on a positive note and kind of in, and take us to Spider-Man Far From Home on a positive note. Oh yeah, note. I think absolutely it will. I don't think we're going to get another Infinity War type ending. Well, um, you have anything to add before we end this? No, I think that's good. We got two really good trailers this week. And yeah, and uh, next week we will be talking more about Avengers Endgame because we're damn excited about that. So yeah, you can expect that from us next week as well. We'll see you then. Peace out.